Okay. Good evening, brothers and sisters. Good evening, sir. How are you all today? Okay. Uh, so, we have uh, previously stopped at page. Uh, 68? 67. Huh? 67. Uh. Uh, was it? Uh, 44. 44? Finish already. Finish 44, right? Yes. Mm. So, uh, have you all listened to the, to the past podcast? How many of you have? listen to the uh, past podcasts that you have not attended because the, there are some that you have attended, some that you have not attended. How many of you have not listened to all the sessions that you have not attended? Not. Have not listened to all of those that you have not attended? Ah, hello, Quack. So, try to listen to the past uh, recordings because it will help you to have some continuity to the text. So, today we are at uh, page 67, the ancient city. Last week, only halfway it stopped. Halfway it stopped. I listen only up to 30 over, it's stopped. They turn up to 30 over, then it's not. I don't know why. Oh. When do you listen to it? Huh? When did you listen to it? Uh, over the weekend. Over the weekend. Okay. Next time, just write into the chat so that, you know, then I can immediately look at it. Uh, but thanks for letting me know. Uh. Yeah. But I'm not sure whether I'm only the only one or the rest are. Uh-huh. How about the rest? Did anyone else listen to last week's uh, recording? Anyone? Nobody. <laughs> well, I mean, if you attended the session, you don't have to listen to it again. Uh. Yeah, it's, it's more for those who, uh, the earlier lessons when you all didn't manage to attend. Uh, let me check on it. Okay. Oh, let me check on it, and then I'll get back to you. All. Uh, but thanks for letting me know. Yeah, uh, Wilson mentioned something similar also, but uh, after that, he's, he seems to be okay. Yeah, but let me check. Hmm. So in the first, the earlier two sections, it the the text basically covers the. Uh, especially the last one, it covers the process 
through which the Buddha attained enlightenment. We often hear um, about how the Buddha, uh, on, a, on the very last night of his uh, enlightenment, in the first watch, second watch, and the third watch, how he uh, observed and watched and see his past life, yeah? And then he saw the past life of uh, all sentient beings. Yeah, so this is where it came from. So in the next section, section three, the ancient city. Monks, before my enlightenment, while I was still a Bodhisattva, not yet fully enlightened, it occurred to me, alas, this world has fallen into trouble, in that it is born, ages and dies, it passes away and is reborn, yet it does not understand the escape from this suffering headed by aging and death. When now will end escape be discerned from this suffering headed by aging and death? So this is before he attained enlightenment. Yeah? Uh, and he had this thought, uh, the world is subject to being born and being subject to being born ages and dies. Yeah? Uh, but it has no, no escape from this. Yeah? No escape from the suffering headed by aging and death. Uh, in other words, the whole mass of suffering. Then, monks, it occurred to me, when what exists does aging and death come to be? By what is aging and death conditioned? So previously in SGC and various classes, I shared about how when the Buddha teach dependent origination, the twelve links, it was not something that he conjure, it was not something that is uh, just... Uh, how do I put it? Not something that he he uh, come about just to teach, but it was based it was based on uh, his own quest to find an end to the the problem of aging, sickness, and death. Yeah. So <clears throat> here it it goes into. Uh, the in a way the thought process of the Buddha, yeah, it occurred to him, okay, when does aging and uh, when what exists, what must exist before aging and death come about, yeah. So then, then monks through careful attention, there took place in me a breakthrough by wisdom. When there is birth, aging and death comes to be. Aging and death has birth as its condition. How did the Buddha come, up, come to this conclusion? Uh, it is when he observed his own life, his past lives. He observed the past life of all sentient beings. And he see that the thing that is common is that the person has been born. That as long as there is birth, then aging and death comes to be. So it is not just some theory he come up with, but what he observed for himself, 
Then monks, it occurred to me, when what exists does birth come to be, then you see the dot dot dot, which is a bridging, existence, clinging, craving, feeling, contact, the six sense spaces, name and form. Then finally, by what is name and form conditioned, then monks, through careful attention, there took place in me a breakthrough by wisdom. When there is consciousness, name and form comes to be. Name and form has consciousness as its condition. So this, uh, this third paragraph here is actually a, uh, an abridged version. Yeah? So it means that all the dot 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 can and should be expanded. Expanded as, then it occurred to me, when what exists does, uh, birth come to be. By what is birth conditioned? Then monks, through careful attention, there took place in me a breakthrough by wisdom. When there is existence, birth comes to be. Birth has existence as its condition. Yeah. Can you all follow? Anyone lost? Is there anyone who needs further clarification? Uh, I will not go through the whole sequence. Huh? So unless any of you need more clarification, come everybody look at me. Everybody understand this part? If okay, I'll move on. Yeah. So this is the 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 sequence of uh, dependent origination that most people when we learn about it, we are not so accustomed to. Yeah, but this is the sequence that the Buddha actually observed. Yeah. So this is the uh, in a way, can be said to be the forward sequence or the reverse sequence. Yeah. <coughs> uh, yes. Then now, it occurred to me when what does exist? What exists? What exists does consciousness come to be? Uh, what is consciousness condition? Then now, to careful attention, there took place in me a breakthrough by wisdom. Then there is name and form, consciousness comes to be. Consciousness has name and form as its condition. Thank you. Mm. So, <clears throat> um, if you if you look at this sequence, uh, it comes to the point where uh, it stops at consciousness. You notice that in this sequence, there's no mention about uh, ignorance. Yeah, there's no mention of ignorance. Yeah, so we usually see the twelve links. Twelve links. Uh, starts with ignorance and then end with uh, aging and death. Yeah. Uh, so I've mentioned in other classes how the twelve links of dependent uh, origination actually have a few different format. Yeah. This is one of the other format. There's the twelve links. There's the ten links. There's the eight and the six. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the the you will find that there are many other suttas where variable Sariputra, variable Kacharana, uh, they explain uh, dependent origination uh, from anything, from 
almost anything that, that people ask them about, then they form a sequence. Yeah? And ultimately, then it leads towards uh, the aging, sickness, and death. Yeah? Uh, so, initially, when we learn these 12 links, we learn it as like a fixed sequence standard. Yeah? Uh, but the, the sequence is not, as I mentioned in other classes, so hard to try in particular. It is not uh, meant to be a serial, sequential thing. Yeah? Uh, the, there are many stages where it can actually go in many directions. Yeah? So here, this is one format that most of you all, uh, I don't know whether you all have come across this, but most people will come across the one that starts with ignorance. Yeah? Uh, but this one, it doesn't talk about ignorance. Does it mean that ignorance is not present? No, yeah, it's also present. But here it's talking about the codependency between name and form and consciousness. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to highlight is uh, the term existence. Parapa Bhikkhu Bodhi chose the term existence. Uh, the a common term that is used is uh, becoming. Yeah, becoming. Uh, or how I would sometimes explain coming into existence. Yeah. As long as someone is coming into existence, then there is birth. No. So here, when what exists does consciousness come to be? By what is consciousness conditioned? And the answer, again, when there is name and form. Yeah. So name and form is conditioned by consciousness Con consciousness is also conditioned by name and form yeah what is your question this part, is it talking about rebirth or not? Uh, no, this part is still talking about rebirth. Should still be talking about rebirth. If you, if we, if you read the next paragraph, then monks. Then monks, it occurred to me, this consciousness turned back. It does not go further than name and form. It is to this extent that one may be born, and age and die, pass away and be reborn. That is when there is a, there is consciousness with name and form as its condition, and name and form. Consciousness as its condition. With name and form as condition, the sixth sense basis, with the sixth sense basis as condition, contact such is the origin of this whole mess of suffering. Huh? No, no matter how you draw the text, the Buddha directly say this consciousness turns back. It does not go further than name and form. 
It is to, to this extent that one may be reborn, that one may be born and age and die, pass away and be reborn. That is, when there is consciousness with name and form as condition, and name and form with consciousness as condition. So, you see, when we talk about the 12 standard 12 links, the consciousness depends on past karma, then past karma depends on ignorance. Yeah? But when this past karma is being uh, done, it is also name and form. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, in one of the sutta called uh, uh, the simile of the reefs. Yeah. The two. Yeah. So the Buddha used that to describe how uh, our name and form. Basically, while we are alive, this is nama rupa. Yeah. Nama rupa depend on the first uh, rebirth consciousness in this life to arise. If that don't arise, nama rupa cannot come about. But once that has come about, then this becomes the condition for more karma to be planted. And after more karma is, is planted, then future consciousness again arises. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be so firm uh, if this paragraph is not here. <laughs> yeah. the, the Buddha very explicitly said here uh, about... Uh, and be reborn. That is when there is consciousness with name and form as condi its condition, and name and form with con consciousness as its condition. Yes. No. When we talk about the dependent origination, we typically only talk about the rebirth consciousness portion. Yeah. The first six consciousness is covered at the point where uh, between six sense base and contact. Because six consciousness arise So the consciousness that you talk about, the six different consciousness is always between six sense base and contact. No. Yeah. Yes. Six sense, huh? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Huh? Which part is linear? First, rebirth consciousness, then name and form, then future consciousness. Then what? Future consciousness. Then future consciousness. Uh, <coughs> when, when we say linear, then it becomes quite dangerous. Huh? Because it's like there's only one path going down. Once it has happened, if you look back, it is a linear path. So, to give you an example. Uh, when you see a tree, there must have been a seed that was planted. But when you are planting a lot of seeds, uh, they may grow at different times and come out with a tree at different times. 
for each tree, when you consider that one tree, it is always linked to one uh, seed in a li seemingly linear way. Yeah, but while uh, while you are sowing the seeds, there's many seeds that you can plant. So if you consider the twelve links, um, <clears throat> when we talk about here, it haven't talked about ignorance, but it's actually inter it's, it's actually implicit inside. From ignorance to karma action, so yeah, sankara where you have volition, then it plants a seed. But here it seems like there's only one ignorance. When we look at 12 links, it seems like there's one ignorance, one volition or, or karma, then one rebirth consciousness. Right? When you look at 12 links, each one is only seems to be one. Ma. But in fact, it's not. In fact, as far as our this current birth is concerned, we are concerned with, yeah, there was one arising of ignorance that lead to that karma that result in this rebirth. But in that life where it was planted, it doesn't mean that ignorance only arises once. It doesn't mean that in that life, uh, there was no other actions. There were many, many other actions. But for this life, one of them ripened. Uh, we can draw it out, but then you all, all have to come over and take a look. Huh? Do you all need me to draw it out? Who needs me to draw it out? Then you all can come over. Give me five minutes, I will draw it for them. Then you all have to come over and see. Huh? So. So the rest I will write in a while. So we usually look at this and, and it appears like it's a linear path. Yeah. Uh, so first, I've mentioned many times in other classes and I think maybe not yet for this one because until now then we really talk about ignorance. But perhaps in the earlier text, uh, earlier part, the content I may have uh, mentioned. Uh, so when we talk about ignorance, it is not that there was only one ignorance that uh, existed in the past. But if we just look at the immediate past life, uh, there, was, there were many, many ignorance. Yeah? Or in the 
past lives. There were many past lives and there were many ignorance that arise in David's past life. Now, driven by ignorance, we act. Yeah, we act driven by ignorance. So, when we act in that way, then this is where we say uh, we plant seeds. Yeah. So, we may plant positive seeds, we may plant negative seeds. Yeah. This concept of a seed is not invented by me, it's not invented in the Chinese Mahana tradition. It is actually found, uh, the first, one of the first mentioned is actually inside the Anguttara Nikaya. Yeah, the Buddha used the metaphor of seeds yeah, to describe karma. Yeah, kam, hence the term karmic seed, karmic seed. So, um, usually over here is where we say these are the past life. But when we think about past life, we think it's only the immediate one life. But it's actually past lives. Yeah, or I think, is it B? Yes, huh? yeah, past lives. So, uh, in the past lives, there were many seeds that were planted. Yeah. Now, for this life to occur, one of them reached fruition at the end of the previous life. So, between this and this, there's an implicit, implicit aging death that happened. Yeah? Between this and this, right, there's an implicit, implicit means it's not mentioned but it's actually there. This is not created by me, but this is how the sequence goes. Okay? That there was death, and then one of these seeds ripened. Yeah? So, what, what this means is, if, uh, if we consider the amount of seeds we have, some argue that we have infinite seeds, some we say that there's finite, but this is uh, almost like a philosophical question. Uh. So, let's assume that there's a certain number. Okay? So we have some positive seeds, some negative seeds. Now, in this life, let's say as a human being, then one of the positive seeds arise. Not so positive that we are we arise in uh, heavenly rebirth. Not negative, so negative that we get reborn in the three lower realms. Then become human. Yeah, so uh, human rebirth. So, the first arising of rebirth consciousness then developed into fully formed name and form and or arising of, of mind and body, in other words. Yeah? Then this, as a condition, then we have six sense bases. So this is contact. So just now, I mentioned to Lily about this. Again, here there is the implicit. This whole sequence is purely about us. Yeah? But we don't exist independently. So there's the implicit six sense objects here.
these two add together give rise to six sense consciousness. In our whole life, does this arise only once? No. Each day when we wake up, it arise, cease, arise, cease. Throughout the whole day, our sense, our consciousness, our sixth sense consciousness, eyes, nose, tongue, body, and the mind, is constantly arising and ceasing, arising and ceasing. How do we know? When you look straight and you don't move your eye, imagine your your eyes is like a, a photo. Okay, you take a picture, a camera, take a picture. If that picture don't cease and a new picture arise, what happened? You you look elsewhere, you are still seeing the same thing. The fact that we can look around is because the eye consciousness is arising and ceasing, arising and ceasing. Look at the sky. Is it hot? Is it hot? Actually, the eyes don't see. It's <laughs> see, cannot the eye itself cannot see. Consciousness must arise, then it can see. Yeah, a dead man also have eyes. You open the the eye, still cannot see. A blind man, the 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 sense base part uh, got problem. I, I mean, I I think I know what you're trying to say, and it is that. When you open your eyes, it seems to be constant. Uh. But the, in, the point about the Buddhist teaching here is that the consciousness is also not constant. Even, let's not talk about from birth to death. Uh. Birth to death, we sleep every night, then we close our eyes, eye consciousness stops. Yeah? But from morning until night, we don't even talk about that long duration. Now, just for five seconds, don't blink, okay? Don't blink. For, for five seconds. Can we say that our eye consciousness, as an, as an example, can we say that our eye consciousness is constant? So, it's okay. Only two or three answers. Either constant or not constant or don't know. Yeah? Or neither constant nor not constant. Or both constant and not constant. If you want to go by the Indian logic. Huh? But let's just go with Two, yes or no. It's very simple, huh? yes or no. So if you say yes, if, if you say yes, uh, it means that your initial awareness for the first five seconds, whatever you can see, if that is constant, then you cannot turn your eye around and see other things already. For example, now if you take your handphone and you take a picture, that's like, like a parallel to our eye consciousness. Huh? If your, our eye consciousness is constant, that means don't change. Constant means don't change. Huh? Const, constant means don't change. If it doesn't change, then you can, you can only see something when you open up your eyes. You must close your eyes, then you, then you can see different things. Thank <laughs> you.
But do you do you understand or agree? Wait. First of all, some uh, fundamental things we must agree first. Uh. Uh, what is the definition of constant? That means cannot change, right? So everybody agree, uh, nobody disagree. So then, what is eye consciousness? Eye consciousness is the ability to perceive colors. Eye consciousness is not our ability to read. Uh. It's not... Yeah, that has nothing to do with eye consciousness. Eye consciousness is only the ability to be aware of colors. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we are able to be aware of roughly some colors. In fact, when I say take a picture, uh, it's not a hundred percent parallel. Why? Because we can only see colors. Eye consciousness as far as the definition is concerned, uh, cannot even distinguish that this is a bottle. Cannot distinguish this KS. This is a man. Cannot, cannot distinguish that this is Sifu. Yeah, to interpret. So that is a sixth consciousness. The number six consciousness. So, so, First of all, definition of eye consciousness. Then, even at that level, for eye consciousness, for us to see, it must be non-constant. It is always changing. Yeah? So far, can you agree? Uh, you go back and think about it. Uh. So, um, it, for those who... How many of you cannot understand this part? That our eye consciousness keep arising and ceasing, arising and ceasing? Wait, wait, your, your question later. Anybody who cannot understand this part? Can understand? Can I? So the point about this part is that even if you cannot accept this, uh, it's okay. At least you have to agree that in a whole day, each time you blink, your eye consciousness must have stop and then arise again. Even if you cannot grab, grab your head around that moment to moment, yeah, our eye consciousness is arising and ceasing. I, it's very easy for me to just pull in signs uh, and you all will all signs say so, then count in. <laughs> yeah, because I think secondary school science talk about persistence of vision. Yeah, yes. Uh -huh. No, that is actually the sixth consciousness really. Yeah. yeah, it's actually the sixth conscious consciousness. Yeah. If you if you absolutely right here So, like for example, when even if you can hear other people, you can also think in your mind, right? When you think in your mind, it appears like there's someone talking to yourself. Right? Uh, but uh, as far as the classification, it's not under ear consciousness. Because ear consciousness must arise due to the ear. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. The ear consciousness must arise due to the ear. 
Uh, I mean, this is definition. Uh. Cannot, I cannot change it for you <laughs> or anyone. Uh. Uh, listening to the changing of the sound. Uh -huh. yeah. So again, for sound, uh, by definition, sound is a, a series of different changes in air pressure. So by definition, for you to hear any sound, there must be change. <laughs> yeah. So if, you, if your ear consciousness don't change, you cannot hear people talk also. You cannot hear, you just max out and then you hear one tone. In fact, you cannot hear tone also because tone is vibration. Uh, also, consciousness by definition is always about change. Yeah. So far, so good? So, as I said, even if you don't go into the moment-to-moment -moment level, you, we have to agree that day by day, we see different things. Ma. Yeah. You, we, we all agree that we see different things all the time. Huh? We hear different sounds all the time. So this process, yeah, this process actually happens so many times throughout the whole day. Yeah? Now the, the thing is, as we experience this, then six sense-based objects and consciousness together is called contact. Yeah? And then with contact. Uh, okay, what do you want to ask? Wait, wait, wait. You say sing, then suddenly you say. No, wait, wait. You say you mentioned sing, right? Then, but but you ask about this part. So which which part do you want to ask? Sing. So there are, two, there are two or three things you mentioned. One is <clears throat> when we look at something, uh, when we see something, can we consider that as eye action? <clears throat> uh, again, uh, when we talk about karma, there are three broad categories of karma, body, speech, and mind. Uh, when we talk about body, it doesn't talk about, the, although the eye is part of the body, but it doesn't talk about I doing something. Uh, what we can say is, 
when it's I consciousness, we don't talk about karma. <coughs> At the I consciousness level, we don't talk about karma. We talk about karma only when, we, when it's the sixth consciousness. Usually, the sixth consciousness is involved. Then we talk about karma. Because karma requires volition. I consciousness doesn't... There's no volition in I consciousness. It, is, it would be true to say that the mind can trigger a volition which is... Let me take a look, take a closer look. But this is the, one of the first things you mentioned. The second thing you mentioned, before, uh, when we see something, before names are given, then uh, that is the true nature. Then you quickly skip forward. Now I must clarify on that. That again is Tan Zong the Naga Sisyang. Yeah. So I don't know, because many times you bring in Tan Zong things, right? But when I mention about it, then you say, oh, but I, I don't want to ask about that. But the moment you bring it in, if I don't say anything, because it's on record, huh? then people may think that, oh, actually, what you said about that part is correct or wrong. Uh. So, so, do you want to ask anything about the the or something? Are you trying to ask something about that? If not, you don't bring that part. <coughs> so wait, wait. Do you, you must answer my question. <laughs> I just told, asked you, you mentioned the part about, right? I didn't hear correctly, right? I didn't hear wrongly, right? You did mention that part, right? Just now you mentioned when the eye sees something before labels are given, before name is given, then that is the true, uh, that is the Buddha nature or the true nature or something. Uh, you mentioned that, right? But after that, you never talk anything about that. So do you want to ask anything about it? Because if you, because you often bring in the Zen tradition parts, uh, and then just leave it hanging. I don't know why you bring it in. Because this is inside this text, no mention about Sanzong, <laughs> but you keep on bring. No, wait, wait. You are still not answering my question. You brought up about. Did I hear wrongly just now? No, did I hear you wrongly? You asked when in your question you mentioned about that Hami then true Buddha nature or something, right? You did say that, right? Yes? So is there anything you want to ask about that? No, but okay. You need to you don't mention from something from Chanzong if you are not going to ask about Chanzong, because you just mentioned about Chanzong. But when you, your question right has nothing to do with Chanzong, what you mentioned is from Chanzong, right? 
Okay. Any other question with what I just explained? What's the question? Okay, I just I just mentioned just now to Lily when she was sitting there that this strictly refers to rebirth consciousness. Strictly rebirth consciousness. No, rebirth consciousness. This part is strictly about rebirth consciousness. Then I highlighted here that when she asked, is it can can it be the sixth consciousness? Then I said sixth consciousness is in between here, sixth sense base and contact. So don't, don't Yeah, karmic seed, karmic seed then arise as rebirth consciousness. Yeah. You're asking, you're asking how rebirth consciousness give rise to means. You might ask me how come you open your eyes, you can see things. This is how it is. This part cannot... Okay, I have no answer for you. <laughs> this is what the Buddha observed as the sequence. Oh. Okay. This part... Uh, in, uh, in the various texts, it mentions for Yogacara school. Fu Jing Mu Ran San He He So Yun So Fu Jing Mu Ran Sperm Egg Together Don't Constitute Life But Rebirth Consciousness Must Arise There Then From There Then Develop Into Ming Se Long I Mean If You Ask Me Technically So From Single Cell How It Split I, I, I Really Don't Know Okay, so this part here from Fu Yuan So So Yuan Ai Of the rebirth consciousness. From there, it developed 
case of human beings, sperm and egg, together with this sustaining each other, then it developed, let me say, mean and form. Then from there, it develops further into a full eyes, nose, tongue, body, and mind. Uh, after we are born, the six sense bases, each day when we wake up and we uh, are awake, then this comes in contact with external six sense objects, uh, sense objects, uh, six sense objects, and with this con this together, then six senses, six sense consciousness arise. This three together is contact. Now, so we are in contact with many things throughout our life. The trouble is when we are in contact. Um, that is ignorance. If there's no ignorance, contact wouldn't give rise to the, the attachment to these feelings. Feelings cannot be helped. As long as you have the senses and have contact, feelings will rise. Yeah? Uh, but feelings, again, you add ignorance the equation, then it gives rise to craving. Do we only crave once in our lifetime? No. Yeah. Multiple, multiple times throughout our life. So, in fact, this portion, craving, then from craving, then we would reach, uh, lead to clinging. But in between here, uh, a lot of other things happen. Yeah. From Feelings, it can give rise to perception, give rise to craving, it can give rise to various types of mental formation. Yeah? Including volition. Yeah? Including volition. So, what this means is that in our whole life, Interacting with so many people, things, uh, uh, situations, driven by ignorance. Here we just keep on highlighting ignorance. But from ignorance, then give rise to greed, uh, hatred, and delusion. In other words, the full spectrum of ignorance. Yeah. And with the full spectrum of ignorance, when we feel painful, pleasant, neither painful nor pleasant, yeah, it, it nourishes further. In fact, it is precisely because of ignorance that these three kind of feelings give rise to becomers. Yeah. And from there, towards uh, painful feelings, we have aversion. Towards pleasant feelings, we have delight, leading to greed and desire. Towards neither painful nor pleasant feelings, yeah, uh, we have the obvious to Ignorance of that and it's always changing. Yeah. And from there, give rise to ignorance. Yeah. But we are not content with being ignorant. We, we have our own idea of how things are or what we perceive to be, yeah, which is wrong. But although it's wrong, we still think it's correct, forming the illusion. So this sequence doesn't just happen once in our whole life, but every wakeful moment. Whole life, this is happening. So this portion is also a 
is basically an expansion of this portion here, where we are planting seeds. So over here, actually, not just one tube, multiple tubes, multiple contact, multiple contact, multiple feelings, multiple feelings, multiple feelings, multiple craving, 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 multiple clinging, clinging, clinging. Yeah. All planting seeds. Up to the end of our life, then through our clinging, it nourishes one of the seed and propel us, compel us to go into existence, yeah, becoming, and with this as a basis, then that drives our next birth. But how about all the other seeds? Uh, it goes dormant. Mm. Yeah, it goes dormant as what we call uh, mental imprints or humming seeds, you know, waiting for conditions to arise. What are the conditions? Our number six diluted mind. Diluted discrimination. Uh, each time we have wholesome, unwholesome thoughts, it nourishes this. So it's, when we learn, we learn just as a linear symptom, but in fact, these are just placeholder. Here, this birth, from birth to death, right, actually this sequence happened. Yeah. This whole sequence happened repeatedly. Uh, this, this front part happened here. Then this sequence happened so many times. And while all this is happening, actually it's driven by ignorance causing us to So, 
but you just keep doing that, you are you will only be reborn again and again in the happier realm. And all it takes is one mistake, then go yeah. Or even if you don't make any mistakes, because in the past, past life, so many lives you have planted unwholesome seeds before. If you get reborn in the heavenly realm, only the wholesome, good wholesome seeds can planted. So when those are totally used up, but then only left with the unwholesome seeds to ripen them. So high chance to be reborn in the world. So in present day Buddhism, there is some of this mindset about, oh, let me eradicate all the evil unwholesome seeds yeah, uh, through repentance uh, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Or uh, if, if let's say, uh, let's say we, we all buy a book, then some people will purposely, or, or the one uh, torn up, uh, I, I, I have it, thinking that or by doing that, uh, I, I burn up my negative seeds. Yeah. Usually it doesn't work that way. Right? Yeah, it usually it doesn't work that way. Yeah, you, you possibly go and choose something that has your present karma, nothing to do with your past karma. Yeah. Uh, furthermore, uh, the approach is Yeah. 
approach is uh, to start collecting more frozen seeds. Reduce, when we say reduce, is to reduce the new unfrozen seeds. Uh, the existing one is really dry. Uh, the upside is once you start to plant more frozen seeds, <coughs> it means that your mental state is steering towards frozenness. And when it's regularly towards frozenness, the evil unwholesome seeds has no chance to grow further. So, so Samatha and Vipassana teaching the purification of the mind. Yeah, so that's this this true meditation. So when you do meditation, if you can uh, attain jhana, you have samadhi attain jhana, uh, then the uh, a good part of the unwholesomeness cannot arise. For example, uh, greed and desire towards sensual pleasure. If you can do that, then during that period, it is purely without sensual desire or about sensual desire. Yeah. And when there's no sensual desire, anger has no chance to arise. In jhana, anger cannot arise. Also. So at least during your meditation session, then the gross development that is active becomes suppressed. So this is suppression done. Without you actively suppressing it, don't think, oh, like that, then I actively suppress the anger. No. It is just through meditation when you have uh, the you notice that meditation technique, there's no card that says suppress your anger. Yeah? But by, by doing the meditation technique of samatha, yeah, then the mind becomes quieted, withdrawn from the senses, then the mind just so this is only the first part of the Okay, what I'm just 
something I can control, which means uh, what I need is the the expansion. Just now there's one part you say uh, it is the expansion of this. So can you draw a box? I don't know what is the expansion of this because you say this is an expansion. Because when they take pictures from here, so we have to know what and I know I know Okay. So this one, you send so how to is an expansion. Send now is an
is actually so technically speaking, it's actually also not infinite. Uh, right. Because it, on average, uh, in, if you look at some of the commentary, they even go into how many hot moments, maximum hot moments that can arise within one second, within one step of the finger, how many sequences uh, the mind changes. Yeah. Uh, but those belong to Abhuna. In the Sutta, the Buddha, only give you, give you some examples for how fast is the mind, like the step of the finger, like the lightning flash. But the Buddha don't go into specific uh, number of, oh, in one one second, how many thought uh, moments. The Buddha don't talk about this actually. Yeah. And in a way, if you think about it, different people at different stages, uh, we may have more or less thought moments, depending on the law. When you're sleeping, there's no thought moment at all. Still uh, And when you are actually very focused, the the thought moment may actually the quality itself may also change. Uh, but those that is in a way inconsequential. What we do know is that there's not just one thought moment in your life. Yeah? There's a lot of all these sequences. Uh, so this is explaining what I said just now. So if they die young, uh, depends on how they are. So if let's say they die uh, five seconds after birth, then they may have experienced only a few of these, then they pass away. Uh, then they pass away. But the past karma will take over. Uh, the past karma will take over. So is that a The planting of seed is fundamentally over here. When you have contact, contact itself is not karma yet. So also not because enlightened beings also have soul. They will have soul also, but they don't they are not like us with ignorance coming. Yeah. That's why Yeah, so Breathing and cleaning here is basically linked to this part here. Uh, linked to this part here. All over the place. Uh, that's why if you look at the phone over through, you all may have uh, noticed or realized the first number through, the true. much younger in the 
secondary schools starting directly in just memorizing. Yeah? Why is the cost of something big and big? Only just memorizing. Also don't know why it's uh, and, and you start to think about reasons to make it correct. Yeah. Yeah? And I felt very honestly, even uh, in the early days of my monkhood, it still standard just memorizing. Then for that in the Chinese Mahayana, Ku Zi. So in the Zi portion, right? Here, it don't talk about craving, craving directly. But I never say that this is wrong, but it says Panha, defilements. So for a long time, uh, I was always having this like, you know, from this two school, don't seem to agree. But over time, I started to realize that actually, without defilements, there will be no craving and craving. Here, this craving and craving, it's like, hey, oh, magic, oh, the magic of something, who knows, that's something about freaking thing. Actually, this is creating and cleaning number eight, number nine. So it's not, once you understand this thing a bit more, uh, like, you, you don't have to actually memorize it. Yeah. You, you see that, why is it that, hey, how come, once you attain enlightenment, then creating things stop? Because once they attain enlightenment, there's no ignorance, they don't see things wrong. Even when you experience pain, they understand pain as it is. They see pain as it is. Pain is just pain. There's the rising of pain, pain changes. There's no no fixed eye experiencing it. In fact, the pain is just part of this entity of mind. When they see it clearly, there's no aversion towards pain. Pleasant feelings, likewise, enlightened ones, they are they don't they know that it is a nice feeling, also. It's not that enlightenment really becomes a lot. It has a It's not like that, no. Rather, it's that they know it very clearly. But they are not attached to whether it's they are not attached to that. That's the key. That's the key And because this craving and cleaning has been cut off, not, you cannot just go and cut craving and cleaning. You know? If there's one thing I learned in all these years, is that in the whole of the Buddhist teaching, from the teaching to the crown to the practice, it is always about how things arise due to conditions. Why is, why is it so important? Because if you don't realize this, then you directly try to attack craving directly, attack cleaning directly. Let go. You cannot, you cannot let go. As long as you don't see it directly, as long as the conditions for craving is still there, you cannot. What most of us do is we, 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 don't, we don't realize that the problem is not really there. Feelings, once you contact your feelings, nothing to do with that. 
when we don't see this, we try to attack this directly. Then we think that the problem is with the contact, so we avoid the person that making us angry. We avoid the things, we, we, we just try to avoid the things that we, we like. It doesn't work also. Yeah. But at the initial stage of the practice, it's good to keep a distance first. But ultimately, we must remove the wrong perception due to ignorance, due to weak nature and delusion. Yeah. If you don't remove that part, no matter how you try, Uh, but this one, uh, don't 
this one, mm -hmm. this portion, mm -hmm. then give rise to this. Yeah, this Thank you. 